Hello everyone, I'm Alan Mellish, Director of Events and Online Content at HCI, and this is Nine to Thrive HR, your source for education, expertise, and knowledge on all things talent. Today's episode is brought to you by the good people at the Marcus Buckingham Company, an ADP company. To learn more about them and all the great work they do, please go to www.tmbc.com. Now, the focus of our discussion today is going to be on the total economic impact of standout powered by ADP as derived by Amy Harrison and the team at Forrester Research, along with special guest Amy Leschke-Carl from the Marcus Buckingham Company, an ADP company. Amy Harrison is a senior consultant in Forrester's total economic impact practice. She is an expert on deriving business value from technology investments, specializing in advising clients on the TEI framework, services that help organizations understand the overall financial value of IT strategies and investments. Amy works with B2B marketing professionals in their efforts to clearly articulate the unique value proposition of their solutions to prospects and customers using Forrester's TEI methodology. Amy Leschke-Carl is the VP of Performance Acceleration at the Marcus Buckingham Company, an ADP company. Amy combines her practitioner experience with research to collaborate with clients across the globe. Her unique approach has resulted in sustainable, proven techniques for measuring and accelerating engagement and performance in the real world of work. Amy and Amy, welcome to Nine to Thrive HR. Thanks, Alan. Thanks for having us. Excellent. So with that, I want to get started. And uh, I'm going to ask Amy Harrison to set the stage for this dialogue and tell us some of the background here. Great. Thanks, Alan. I'm excited to be here to talk to you all today about um, the Forrester case study that I wrote titled The Total Economic Impact of Standout, Powered by ADP. Um, And just just a little bit of uh, background here, ADP commissioned Forrester Consulting to conduct this TEI study to examine and quantify the potential ROI enterprises may realize from deploying Standout. So the purpose of the case study is to provide readers and listeners to this podcast um, with a framework to evaluate the potential financial impact of Standout on their own organizations. So to better understand the benefits, costs, and risks associated with the investment, we interviewed five customers with experience using Standout. Um, Then we aggregated the data and information from the five interviews, and we created a composite organization or a hypothetical company to tell the story of the significant benefits and the ROI that customers achieved from using and working with Standout. So the case study, which we really encourage you to read in full, really tells the story of that composite organization that we wrote about. And it is peppered with lots of quotes and comments and and stories from the customers that were interviewed for the study. Fantastic. So now I want to take the opportunity to hear from both of you on what the challenges are that you typically hear from clients that you work with and also those featured in the study. Yeah, thanks for that question, Alan. I think it's a great one. It's a good question to start off with. And not only does that do the challenges that we see that Amy H. talked with clients about the five clients for the study, but what we see is that the challenges that the HR practitioner and organizations are facing right now are pretty similar across not only um, verticals, but also different sizes of organizations. 
So one of the things that I see really frequently when working with our clients and looking out in the market and talking with HR leaders really around the globe are number one, how do we reliably measure those critical few things that we're trying to do as HR practitioners? Namely, how do we help people um, measure better performance? How do we help them actually grab and get insight into the performance level of our employees, of course? And how do we measure reliably in more real-time engagement as well? And all of those, measuring both of those things are really in service of getting more of each of those. So the challenges that clients come to us with is how do we help employees do better work? How do we help employees increase performance? How do we help employees move the needle on engagement? How do we help employees get to productivity faster? So it's those fundamental things that we have all spent, at least me as a practitioner, spent our entire careers trying to figure out. And those challenges have not changed. They're still the same. So Amy L., um, I would say, you know, what you heard is really what we heard as well when we interviewed these customers. So just as a side note, the five customers that we interviewed really did come from different backgrounds. So, you know, we had financial services and healthcare organizations that we interviewed. Um, they were all large organizations, uh, but some were quite large, you know, almost up to 60,000 employees. So, um, but a lot of the challenges were similar, um, whether it was a massive company or, or a smaller enterprise. Um, so the things that we heard, you know, organizations were having difficulty finding these hidden teams where a lot of the work actually happens. And executives really wanted to understand engagement across the organization and on those hidden teams. Um, and actually, one HR director told us, um, quote, we're looking at how to invite culture change. And our CEO said that if he didn't believe in performance reviews because, you know, he didn't really believe in performance reviews because no one likes them and they're really not that effective. So they were really looking for a way to actually execute change within the organization. So, you know, I think um, to underscore the, those points, you know, these customers really wanted to find those hidden teams, um, you know, because like you said, in order to really understand the work that happens within a company, you know, many of these teams don't show up on traditional org charts or org structures. Um, they're happening cross-functionally or almost real-time. Um, so because Standout enables any leader to create or organize or even disband a teams, a team, these you know, dynamic working groups are identified. And so this allows executives or employee experience teams to understand that they exist and actually you know, be able to measure their engagement. The other challenge that we heard regarding teams was, you know, again, measuring that engagement within the dynamic teams um, and how difficult that was. So, you know, they wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, while members of these teams participated in annual surveys, you know, they were participating in the survey from the perspective of the org chart that they reported into, but they weren't participating in these surveys from the perspective of these virtual teams. So they really wanted, uh, you know, HR executives really wanted to be able to capture that information. Um, from the perspective of where the work actually gets done. 
Amy, it's yeah, for sure. And you know, one of the, if I were to kind of bottom line what we just talked about, I would say, how do you measure engagement where work happens? You know, work is a local construct. It's not a global construct, right? It happens locally with these typically small-ish groups of people working towards a common outcome, towards a common goal, if you will. And so that's where engagement happens as well. Engagement happens where work happens. And so how do you measure engagement where it's actually happening as opposed to looking at it from this top-down kind of perspective we help organizations look at it where it actually is happening and in real time. So it, those comments were really interesting to me. I think one of the things that it made me think of is there's a common cliche almost, but I think it's really true, is that there's two organizations, really. There's the org chart that shows in theory how work is getting done. And then there's um, the underlying um, sort of hidden or under the surface org chart that uh, is how work is actually getting done. And that's constantly changing and moving as, as the organization needs it to happen. So it, it sounds like this is a way that uh, managers and leaders can get a better handle on what's actually happening and actually get more insight into how those things are happening and how engaged the people are that are doing them. So with that, I want to move on to some of the uh, some of the actual findings in the study. So Amy H., if you would give us a quick overview of uh, of what quantified benefits you found uh, from from those who participated in the study. Absolutely. Um, so thanks, Alan. Uh, this before I actually dig into each of the findings. I mean, these were things like um, you know speed to impact or um, reduced costs on you know, surveys and uh, reduce costs on performance management platforms. Um, I'm excited to talk about all those things. Um, but before I do, I just wanted to quickly give the listeners the preview of what we actually heard in terms of the roll-up of the, the actual financial benefit. So I'll remind you that we wrote this case study in these corresponding findings based on the composite organization that we developed based on the five customer interviews. And that organization experienced benefits of $2.3 million over three years versus costs of $867,000 over three years, adding up to a net present value of over $1.4 million and an ROI of 217%. So these were really awesome uh, results and an excellent return on investment. So in terms of digging into some of these benefits that we heard, um, I wanted to really focus on two of them that I think are really impactful to all organizations. So the first was this deeper dive on the speed to productivity. So this benefit relates to new managers really being able to get up to speed and become productive faster. Interviewees said that they believe standout saved between two and four months of time for managers to ramp to 100% productivity. Standout enables this because leaders can gain quick insights into their team's strengths, build a culture of openness, and really quickly create a level of trust with their employees. So I heard a couple of really cool quotes um, that I think really uh, underscore these points. So first, quote, as a new leader, I was looking for something to help me understand my team right from the start. Standout provided this in part by letting me read the strengths assessment for my team 
So our initial conversation started on a positive note, letting me establish trust quickly. And then another interviewee talked about the ability to quickly get to know their employees personally, as well as their individual strengths. And they said, you know, quote, standout is giving employees the technology to have conversations with their managers. And it's all about your strengths. So, for example, giving you the space to be able to say, you know, I really don't like working with Excel. And so, you know, from a manager perspective, if my employee doesn't love that particular skill set, maybe we should be finding them ways to really play to their strengths and avoid having them work deeply in the areas that they loathe. So, Amy L.K., you know, these were what this is what I heard from the interviews. I'm curious what um, what you're hearing as it relates to managers being able to become productive faster. Yeah, and we see the same thing universally across all of our clients. And oftentimes, what clients come to us with is that they have gone through the typical business effort, and as they should, of doing things like simplifying processes and removing waste from their processes and adding technology to make things simpler across their businesses and more effective. And yet, when it comes to employees, they run into those same challenges that you just spoke of, which is we've got this amazing talent base, but how do we help that talent amplify it, amplify results, amplify productivity. And how do we do it quickly? I mean, it's a big investment, obviously, that organizations are making into their talent. And what we find is exactly what you said, by having the tools to be able to, number one, see into the best work of all of their employees and give visibility to that to the most important person at work, which is your team leader. And to do that quickly really reduces that startup curve. And when we talk about that, it's not just new employees to the organization. It's employees who are new to teams, both static that you were talking about, those org chart teams, as well as the dynamic, more working project kind of a teams, if you want to think about it that way. So how do you speed up that process? How do you reduce that inevitable kind of downturn that it takes when you finally go, oh, if I would have just known that a couple months ago, we wouldn't have had to go through so much angst about some particular issue. And Standout really is designed to help with that process of speeding up time to productivity. Amy, I think one of the things that you just mentioned, and, you know, as I was listening to you talk, one thing I think that is so cool about Standout is the fact that it really does sort of change the culture and give the employees and the team leaders the space to have those types of conversations and, you know, encourage the organization to have those types of conversations. And I think when you're really able to cut through a lot of the things that might hold employees back from being able to just talk about the work in a true, honest fashion, I think it really does allow organizations to really um, move to a more productive environment faster. Yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of our clients will often describe it as creating a new language within the organization. You make it okay to talk about how work is impacting you, not only from a 
process perspective, but also from an emotional perspective. I mean, work is an emotional thing. We're human beings after all. So creating a common language as well as creating the space for employees, team members, and team leaders to be able to talk about that and how work is impacting them, how I feel about my work, even though it's kind of like we're not quite comfortable with that sometimes. But when you create that space to do that in the context of day-to-day work and not make it a special occasion, but this is just how we do our work. We talk about how we're experiencing work. We do it frequently, talk about our most important work. And pretty soon that ritual, that practice gets embedded into the fabric of the organization. And that's when we see results like the five companies that you talk to, as well as beyond those five organizations of, hey, this is just how we do our work now. We talk about work that is energizing and exciting. And we're also not afraid to talk about work that isn't so exciting or work that, as we would call it, that you loathe. doesn't mean you don't have to do that work, by the way, but it makes it okay to talk about some of those things that today in many organizations we really don't talk about. Absolutely. And, you know, one way to really um, understand more about the work and what's happening in real time with the employee base is, you know, this idea of being able to listen to your employees um, on a really frequent basis, um, which really ties into the next benefit that we heard that I wanted to take a deeper dive into. So, um, you know, we're, we're talking about an ROI study. So, uh, you know, this, this benefit was really being able to quantify the reduction in annual survey costs that organizations experienced. Um, so there's this idea of taking away that hard cost, but there's also the soft benefit that organizations gain from hearing from their employees on a very, really frequent basis. So most interviewed organizations were conducting annual engagement surveys of their employees, um, but in some cases, leaders didn't see these results for as much as six months after. So the data really was not um, real-time by any stretch, or in some cases, not even current. And Standout enabled companies to conduct performance pulse and engagement pulse surveys on a much more frequent basis. So using Standout performance pulses and weekly check-ins, leaders get this consistent feedback from their employees about their work. Um, And like you mentioned, Amy, this really happens while the work is happening so that they can give feedback in the moment when it's most impactful. And I I love this notion. Organizations describe the engagement pulse surveys as a set of 52-week sprints instead of this one massive outdated data set. Um, And this really provided companies with, you know, recent relevant insights about their teams and reduced the annual survey costs that they were paying by as much as 50%. Amy, what are you hearing? Yeah, I think, you know, certainly the financial impact and and what you guys provided us in terms and and folks around the world of how much of an ROI from a dollar perspective organizations might be expected to realize is really important. And those softer things that you talked about that we can't quantify, that we can't put a, a dollar figure on or necessarily even a metric on are just as important, if not sometimes I think actually more important. So we're hearing those same things. And if you think about, it, especially right now, as we're recording this, we're still in the midst and being impacted by the largest global disruption that hopefully any of us will ever experience in our lifetimes with the COVID-19 pandemic. 
when you think about that and all the changes that are happening, all the disruptions that are happening, those same things that we've been talking about in terms of being key to productivity and key to engagement, what we know from our data and our research, just in the clients, in fact, that you talk to, is that there's also some steadiness in that, that the factors that make a difference for engagement and the actions that make a difference, that move the needle on engagement pre-COVID, are actually the same ones that are moving the needle right now, which is how do we create that culture of frequent attention? And it's about frequency, like it all boils down to frequency. And I would almost call it radical frequency. So not once a year, not once a quarter, not even once a month. But how do you create those deep connections? And even though they're light touch, but how do we do that really once a week? That's what the data shows is most important. In fact, we did some interesting research with one of our clients where we asked their employees, when we measured their engagement a couple weeks ago, we asked them a couple extra questions in addition to our eight standard engagement pulse questions. And we asked them about, do you feel as if you are being cared for while we're in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic? And are you feeling informed even though you're working from home and you're not in a physical location? Does your leader trust you to do your work while you're at home and do the things you need to take care of your family and, and your own personal needs? And do you feel supported? And what was fascinating with the relationship between engagement and those questions that we asked is that we found that when employees are fully engaged, when they're all in, that they're 15 times more likely to strongly agree to those feeling cared for and feeling trusted. So even though we are definitely in this challenging time, those surveys that you were talking about gave this organization insights into the criticality, the importance of always doubling down and creating a culture of attention between team leaders and team members. Yeah, I think that's really you know, some powerful stuff there. Uh, 15 times more likely is not anything to sneeze at. And like you said, a lot of the stuff that drive engagement and performance before COVID are uh, are still going to be the key things you need to do now. But the I think it's important to remember that in this time, um, people are going to remember very well how their employer reacted to it and how they how they weathered the storm, you know, whether they had to make really tough decisions or not, that kind of thing matters to people and that sticks in their memory. So organizations who can use a tool like this probably have a better chance of getting better information and getting that employee experience right when it matters so much. So um, with that, I think we should keep going here. But one of the things I noticed when I was looking over the study here was that there were some future benefits mentioned by customers that were not quantified in the course of the research. Um, specifically, Amy H., I wanted to know if you could talk about the customer's view of the standout solution's capability to scale and support their security in the future. Absolutely. Um, so just to note, you know, we actually conducted this study pre-COVID, um, but I think some of the things just to sort of put a bookend on what you had talked about, Alan and Amy, um, some of the things that we heard in the interviews really did support the need for a tool like this. Um, first, you know, we had a bank who was closing their downtown headquarters and was going to send all of their employees home. And they were choosing um, only to bring back about half of those employees after their locations were renovated. So, 
you know, they were able to save in real estate costs, but also having a tool like this is what enabled them to actually do this and to feel comfortable being able to send all of their employees home. And I think, you know, all of a sudden, uh, probably all of the companies, frankly, worldwide who've had to do this due to COVID, um, this is the, the human case study for the need to be able to maintain those connections. So I really feel like the future is now. Um, and, and we've seen evidence of, of this and how powerful the tool is. Um, but in terms of what we heard in the interview, uh, there were a couple of things that really stood out. Um, you know, organizations were really trying to leverage the data that they now had access to um, from Standout. So they were really trying to, you know, understand what they were hearing from employees, but then actually take this data and do some analysis around it um, to really understand what some of the predictive measures might be that they could think about how can they understand what some of those key levers are that'll do things like reduce attrition or um, you know, create higher engagement. So I, I loved these examples that people shared with us um, that I thought would, would sort of speak to those points. So first, um, a director of leadership and team intelligence said to us, quote, we're understanding why people stay at the company and their engagement is a huge part of that. We can do research around, you know, what does your engagement look like on your static team versus the dynamics teams that you're on? And we're curious to see if we can predict why someone might leave and we're exploring how we can reliably measure that with Standout. And so really Standout is what's given them the opportunity to be able to do some predictive modeling around what some of these key factors are um, on really understanding you know, attrition levels, for example. Um, another example was, you know, we now have data and intelligence behind the attention that team leaders pay to their employees and the impact that it has to engagement. We know that the higher engagement with sustained levels of frequency leads to high levels of performance or productivity and lower employee attrition. And as we know, employee attrition is really expensive for an organization. So anytime that you can reduce those numbers, it has a real hard dollar impact on, on the business benefits. So Amy, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think that you're exactly right, Amy H. And again, we see what you've been talking about across a large client base. And even though right now the labor market has changed, retention of employees, particularly highly skilled, uniquely skilled employees, is really important for organizations. And that connection between engagement and the predictiveness of engagement in terms of people staying or leaving is really important to an organization. It's a, a difficult time for folks right now and it's a difficult time for HR practitioners in terms of we don't know exactly what's going to happen in the future. Things are incredibly uncertain. And so having visibility into where your best performers are and keeping them is really, really important. So nothing really brings home the, the point like objective research and the views of actual customers who've experienced a, a product like this or a solution like this. So as we get to the end here, I just wanted to know, Amy H., is there anything else you wanted to cover for the audience? 
Well, I have a few sort of obligatory disclosures that I need to say, um, but before I do that, it really was very interesting uh, conducting this study and understanding how how this idea of frequent communication and really the space that stand out allows organizations to you know have these conversations about their work and really enhancing that team leader employee relationship um, the benefits that that can bring to an organization it was really a great opportunity to be able to study this um, so just for my housekeeping issues here um, this TEI study was commissioned by ADP and delivered by Forrester Consulting, and it's not meant to be used as a competitive analysis. Um, Forrester and ADP make no assumptions as to the potential ROI that other organizations will receive. ADP received and provided feedback to Forrester on the study, but Forrester maintained editorial control over the findings and does not accept changes to the study that would contradict Forrester's research, our findings, or obscure the meaning of the study. And then finally, ADP provided the customer names for the interviews, but in no way did they participate in any of the customer interviews. And all of this is to underscore the fact that this is objective third-party research that we conducted with the aim of helping you know, listeners to this podcast and readers of the study to sort of think through and make their own decisions. Thank you for that. Um, and Amy LK, do you have any closing thoughts of your own to add? Yeah, I do. First of all, thank you, Amy Harrison and Forrester for the amazing work that you all did and did. just so impressive. It almost seems hard to believe if I hadn't been so involved in, in the clients that you all talked to, as well as lots of other ones in terms of the ROI study. And what I would say is this, Alan, in closing, is that like any organization, as an HR practitioner, as an executive in a company, as a leader in an organization, quite frankly, just as an employee, that we all deserve to do more of our own unique best work. I mean, that's the differentiator that organizations have. It's really one of the only ones that we have left with technology being um, more of a commodity now and folks doing lots of process improvement. And we've kind of gotten the big things gone. It's really about our individual employees and how can we help them be at their best every single day. And the research is incredibly clear, um, both the conceptual kind of more global universal research as well as the applied research that we've done with our clients and that Amy Harrison and the Forrester study um, showed as well, is that it's about attention. It's how do we create a culture of frequent attention between team leaders and team members. And when we do that, we see the needle on engagement move. We see the needle on productivity move. And actually, it's not just a work thing. It's a human thing. It's something that we all crave as humans. And standout is the mechanism and the sustainability strategy that helps organizations do that consistently and to do it for long periods of time and do it very quickly in a light touch way that fits into the context of um, everyday work. Wow. Thank you for that. We all know that uh, there's uh, always room for improvement in, in our everyday work. And I, I think everybody really connects on a human level with wanting to do their best work. So um, I'm going to, first of all, thank our guests for, uh, for sharing all that information and insight. Also, I want to remind everybody that if you want to check out the full report and learn more about uh, everything that the two Amy's have been telling us today, you can do that at tmbc.com. Uh, just another thank you to the Marcus Buckingham Company and ADP Company for their support of this and programs like it. 
And uh, while engagement and performance can be difficult to quantify, I hope that this podcast has shown some of the real value and measurable savings that Standout powered by ADP creates. And for all ideas related to HR, come visit the Human Capital Institute at hci.org. And don't forget to like us, rate us, and subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Smart Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, I'm Alan Miller.